you ready to do some podcasting? No, no, but... mm, me either. And with that, welcome to episode 160. Dylan and I are so tired. It is not really all that early. It's like 8.15 in the morning our time, but this has been, it's Thursday. I apologize that our podcast is going to be late for you. I know you're probably wanting to listen to this podcast about four hours ago, but... uh, Sometimes you're thrust some unforeseen responsibility that consumes your life for 48 hours, and you had absolutely no idea this was on the horizon. Yeah, from like Saturday afternoon, or not Saturday, Monday afternoon to right now, Dylan and my life have been just utter insanity for for that entire time and so we we tried to figure out how we could podcast yesterday we tried 17 times it was it's absolutely impossible we're like the only time we could have podcasted would when, was when we were sleeping so anyways we're here now and we appreciate that you're here now presumably as well um we're gonna talk about a bunch of stuff though it's gonna be great you're gonna have fun i'm gonna have fun dylan's gonna have fun it's gonna you're gonna wake up with me i've got a full energy drink like on deck that I'm hoping muffins. Dylan's like 15 feet away from his microphone, so you might have heard muffins. something about <laughs> might have heard something about muffins. Um, stretching. In it's addition, so to, early. It's so early. <laughs> oh, anyway, we're gonna talk about the game awards because that was a big thing. We're gonna talk about uh, what we learned about the Xbox Scarlet at the game awards, including its actually new official name, which, depending on who you listen to, might be the sex bot. Um, sex box. Sex bots different. I mean, it's sort of different. Not a lot different. They can provide you with the same... Endorphin releases? That's not where I was going. Sure. But anyway, uh, Sony has a new button you can add to a controller for some reason. Um, Borderlands 3 is finally on Stadia, kind of. Um, and speaking of Stadia, you can now use that on a regular Chromecast, which... A regular I one? would have thought would have been, nah, it still has to be an Ultra, but oh. it can be a like one you bought at Best Buy instead of one oh, you bought directly from Google. Oh, because they had some sort of update that they needed or something. They do. Dylan, do you remember, do you, do you know what I'm talking about when I say the huddle? Mm, not at, in this current state. It's all right. We're going to okay. talk about the huddle. and It sounds provocative. It's it's incredibly not provocative. You'll you'll get there. It'll, it'll be fun. Uh, plus, we have questions from Vinny, Kim Cruz, Joe Coleslaw, turned down for what? As Adam says. Uh, Mr. Polite and Princess Megan. We got a couple cheap free games, some Game Pass stuff, some small bites even. So, it's a full show. Are you excited to get ready, Dylan? Yes. Yes. Tell me what you've been playing. Not a lot. <sighs> you had one job, Dylan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've... Been playing a little bit more of Mutant Year Zero, but not significantly more. I, I, I think I've been figuring it out a little bit better, though. All right. But it's still hard. It's still really um, hard. I want an easier... Every single tactic games I play, I'm like, I love the idea of tactics games. I'd be great if they were just a little bit easier. Yeah. It never seems... It seems like you want the difficulties between the difficulties. Yeah. Like, I never want... Normal... I understand it might be too normal, and the hard one is just... Too hard, but why can't I have nor hard or hard molar? Yeah, I want I want easy null. Yeah, I, so I want something. It, I tell you, I want the exact difficulty I want in that game is 
hard enough to make me feel like I'm doing something, but easy enough that I never die. Yeah. <laughs> That's the exact level of difficulty I want. I want to win every encounter. And, like, you could say that beforehand. They're like, hey, Cliff, you're going to win every encounter unless you do something really stupid. Right. And I'm like, cool, I will just try not to do stupid things, but I'll probably still do stupid yeah. things. So It definitely helps once you level up your characters and kind of get some of their little abilities yeah. and figure out how to use those more effectively. Like, that does make a huge difference. Like, yeah. the... Uh, the girl, I can't remember her name. I don't either. Um, She's but, cool, though. But she has that thing where she can, like, grab the the enemies and keep them in place. Yeah. And, like, that makes a huge difference yep. because that one, that one baddie that would just charge you and make your life just terrible during that game would... You can kind of pin them down for a second and, and having abilities like that kind of really makes a difference. So um, maybe that kind of... Once I figure out how to synergize those different abilities together um, and maybe get some other weapons. Because, yeah, once I had a different weapon, too, like it gave me more options. And so I guess just having more options makes it feel less hard rather than like, oh, these guns aren't really working very well. Yeah. Once you get some upgrades. So. Um, but at first, it, I mean, it feels like you're you're surviving out there, which I guess is kind of the point. But it does feel a little hard right off the bat. Um, other than that, I don't think there's a lot of incentive to do the exploring to get the scavenging pieces to upgrade your weapons, which is kind of weird. Like, there's a lot of map to walk around, but why? Other than to pick up the little doodly bobs, which I, is kind of weird. I don't. I don't know. I liked the. I think a lot of what I liked about that game was like the environmental storytelling. Yeah. And if you don't go pick up the doodly bobs, you miss a lot of that environmental storytelling. Right. So and and I mean there's no for the most part there's no danger in wandering in places where there aren't enemies. Right. Um, I guess if you haven't played New Zero, one of the cool things about the game is that you can see where the bad guys are for the most part. They have like a ring around them and you also have a ring around you. Right, um, so you know... You know where your encounter will be, and it, yeah. it lets you do two things. Like, first of all, if you're sneaking, the ring around you is smaller. Right. And so you can get through spaces that you would not... I mean, sometimes you don't have to do combat. You can just avoid them. You can it avoid by, them, or um, you can kind of wait for one guy to walk far enough away, and you can silently take him down so that it's one less guy during that yep. encounter. So, like, that stuff's really neat. Yeah, but you can also, it's kind of cool that you can set up how your encounter will unfold. You can actually scout around the outside of their rings right. and position yourself in the most optimal place for that encounter to start. So, right. it's an it's a really interesting game. If you haven't played it, it's on Game Pass. It's, I believe, Game Pass PC and Game Pass Xbox. Yeah. Um, are you playing, which are you playing it on? I'm playing it on Xbox. Yeah, and I played it on PC. And I think that it probably is pretty good on both. Works so, fine. Yeah. Um, either way, it's not. It's not like super click on the screen intensive where a mouse would be um, beneficial. It works really well with yep. the controller. Um, I just wanted to play on the big TV. Yeah, I get and it. I think. Yeah, I, I have it on both because Epic Games Store gave it away at some point. I think that's true. But I, uh, I'm kind of thinking I might start it over because, like I said, the part of the game that I'm at, I'm stuck in a battle that I haven't figured out how to win, and so maybe I'll start it over again on the Xbox. Right. I do. It's a game I do want to beat. I, I very much enjoyed the story. I don't know. I, I just need to load up my save and see yeah, where I'm at. So it's it's neat. Um, I think the 
the wandering around thing just gets me because if you forget to save the game and then you go into an encounter and die and then you have to re-explore like an area to get the scavenging pieces that you know are there you're like why why didn't I save yeah. so maybe I, I'm I have to say I think the thing that I'm most frustrated by in any game these days is a game that doesn't effectively just save itself constantly. Right, because some games do, and then you're like, well, why doesn't this game do that? I started playing... Um, so I got... We talked about it like two or three weeks ago about the are you, the Xbox Rewards program, mm-hmm. right? And I've gotten kind of deep down a hole of that yeah. where I've earned... like So I blew... I had, I'm going to say like 16,000 points or... 14,000 points or something. And I spent 9500 to get a $10 um, Xbox gift card. And I'm almost back up to the point where I could get another Xbox $10 Xbox gift card now. So yeah. like, I kind of went down a rabbit hole on it. And it's it's not... If you pay just a very small amount of attention, it's pretty easy to... Rack up some serious points. Yeah, literally all you have to do is like every day you have to like open your Game Pass app and maybe open the, game, the, the app on your Xbox and maybe go to their website and click a few things and you can earn a bunch of points and then as you do that every day you start getting bonus multipliers where hey you've done that for three days in a row it's uh, earning you an extra 100 points and if you do you know hey if you do all your dailies that will complete a weekly and if you complete all your weeklies you'll get a monthly and then when you get and, you know, it just becomes this like weird kind of meta game inside the games you're already playing and yeah. a lot of times it's like hey just go get any achievement today and we'll give you 50 points and you know whatever and so I started playing um Oh, shoot. Now I'm not going to remember the name of the game. Dishonored 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you, if you got 15 stealth kills in Dishonored 2, they'd give you 100 points. I'm like, whatever. I've always kind of wanted to try that game. But Dishonored 2 is very much a game where you have to either quick save it yourself or it has very checkpointy related things. Right. And God, I kept playing last night and I get killed and I'm like oh man I'm going yeah. back to that checkpoint why it, didn't I save it's weird because it, it immediately makes the game feel dated because yeah. I remember the days of games where you would literally like oh I'm going to save right now before this encounter I'm going to save right now before this encounter and you just don't really do that anymore because games yep. are pretty smart I tell you your- the worst part of uh, Jedi Fallen Order was that you had save points and I'm like save points who has save points right. anymore this sucks that was the kind of weird thing about uh, playing Alien Isolation, which I haven't really returned to, yeah. um, was like these weird save points. Um, I just don't need that in my so. life, man. I and I can I completely understand that it is a a me problem, not a them problem. That I'm like that stereotypical dad gamer where I have. I have an hour, and I can dedicate that hour to playing games every day, and it's going to be a weird hour, and I'm going to have to fit it in, like, after my kid goes to sleep and before I pass out from exhaustion because my day was so terrifyingly long, and I like I just don't want to play anything more than once. It sucks. I mean, that that's where my easy level comes back from, from Mutant Year Zero. It's not that I don't like a challenge. It's that literally I don't have time for a challenge. Like, I want to experience a game because I love games, but I can't, I just can't play the same thing over and over and over and over again. So, I don't know. It's all right. Anything else you've been playing? Nope, not really. All right, I'm going to talk about Rage 2 for a little while then. So, Rage 2 probably got on my radar 
I'm going to say E3 last year. They they showed this trailer of it, and I'm like, that game looks dope. Like, it looks super fast-paced. It looks like you have all these cool powers. It looks like you can, like, you know, zap guys from distance and make them explode. It just looks cool. And then it came out, and it was like, it was a game I had really anticipated that I was going to pay $60 and, and you know, and buy and I, and I didn't because it got kind of terrible reviews. And I mean, not, I don't even want to say terrible. It got just kind of mediocre reviews. Like, I, I'm going to, I don't actually know, but I'm guessing that, like, it was one of those games that got, like, 60s, you know? Um, and I'm like, well, I don't want to pay, I don't want to pay $60 for a game that got 60s, um, you know, like let's see. So Metacritic says Rage Two, yeah, has a 67 on the PlayStation. And I'm like, I don't want to pay sixty dollars for that. Like, I'll pick it up when it gets cheap, maybe. And so by cheap, it came to Game Pass, and I'm like, oh, that game looked cool. That game looked really cool. I'm like, I'll, I'll try it. And plus, I think there was a, a Microsoft Rewards thing <laughs> where if I played it, I got 200 points. Yeah. So whatever, I'll give it a go. And that game is so much better than a 67. Yeah. Like, I, I have not... I don't remember the reviews, what they were, but, the, like, the setup of Rage 2 is you're, like, a, like in a, some sort of army-type situation, right? And there's, like, the regular people in it, and then there's, the like, the rangers. And I never played the first Rage, so I don't know who they are, but the, the bad guys, presumably, from the first Rage... Um, come back. Like, you you defeated them in the first rage and drove them underground, and you really thought that you'd kind of gotten rid of them. But they, they have been working in secret, you know, underground, and they came back, and they decimate you. They kill almost everyone in the base, and they kill all the rangers. And so you're this character who has been kind of... Like, your parents were killed, and so you were adopted kind of by the head of the rangers, and you hang out with her daughter... And you, one of these guys get killed in front of you, and you just literally, like, take his ranger suit off, which, I mean, his head was crushed like a grape. I cannot, it was, I'm sure, just disgusting inside of it, but whatever. Um, and put it on, and you're going to go, like, help them fight. And then everyone gets killed, except, you know, you and your friend. And so she's like, you know, you've, you've got to go, and we've got to figure out how we're going to defeat these. And the worst part about Rage 2 is they go... Okay, here's three people you need to go talk to to figure out a way to defeat these these super enemy bad guys. Good luck. And they give you a like this warthoggy kind of truck and say go into the open world. Mm-hmm. There's no like hey, maybe you should go see this person first. There's no like you know, there's different areas with different levels. There's just like Three dots go to one of them. And I'm like, okay. And so I picked one and made the mistake of, and so as you drive to the different places where, you know, these different dots on your map, you're going to just, as you drive, uncover a bunch of other things on your map. And some of them are going to be like these places where these arcs that you can upgrade your equipment. And some of them are going to be like bases where these kind of, um, I don't know, just generic bad guys. They're, you know, they're 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 just kind of 
I don't know, ruffians of the wasteland have, you know, taken over and are, are you know, causing problems. And, you know, some of them are going to be secrets and some of them are going to be a place where you can, you know, get a new gun and all these different places will just, up, just show up on this map. And it's kind of up to you as to whether or not you want to go to them or not. And I think it's Rage is one of those games when you look up like time to beat. It's like, I don't know, somewhere between 12 and 30 hours. And if you ignore those places, that's where it's going to be 12. And if you go to those places, that's where it's going to be 30. So I'm like, okay. So I go up to the first guy and I start doing his quest and kind of tooling around in his area. But I realize that it's kind of hard there. Um, like, I'm fighting. Like, every time you go to one of these bases, it's like, oh, this is level four. This is level five. I'm like, this is weird. But anyway, you you unlock, like, project points for him by doing a quest line, but also by knocking out. Like, each each one of the different bosses has a thing that they like to do. Like, one's, like, all into, like, engineering. So if you do these certain things, it'll unlock project points that then you can spend to make you more powerful or give you different abilities or, you know, make your car better and and all these things. I'm like, okay. And so I, I blow a bunch of project points into his stuff. I'm like, I don't really want any of these, really, and I don't see how they're making me me better, but okay. And so then I go, I'm like, so I finish his quest line. I'm like, oh, cool. What's next? And they're like, I don't know. There's two guys left. Go, go choose one of them. I'm like, all right. And so I go do the second one. And the second one actually had a bunch of projects that were super, super, super useful (laughs) that I wish I'd gone to her first. Like it would have made so much more sense if the game had just said like, go to this one first because she's going to give you, or he, I think actually is the one that's going to give you the superpower that lets you find, there's all these chests scattered through every place you go to and they either have money or they have this magic mineral that you use to invest to make your weapons better and to make your suit better and to make you better whatever but they're impossible to find they're so hard to find they're just hidden everywhere but she gives you or he gives you a power that lets you see them when you hold down your focus button like that would have been so handy to have had that from the beginning but they don't tell you that and anyway the game just keeps doing that you go finish the first line, you finish the second line, you finish the third line, and then they're like, cool, now go fight the bad guy at the end. And that's how the game ends. And it took me maybe, I'm going to say between 15 and 20 hours to beat it. And it was so good. It was it was everything I wanted like Doom 2016 to be. It was super fast-paced. It was super visceral. You get this like power where you can go up and just kind of hold up your hand and use your focus and literally enemies just explode. You have a killer shotgun that you shoot guys and they'll fly back like 30 feet um, and then sometimes get up and you can shoot them again. Um, if they're wearing armor, you shoot them and literally the pieces of their armor blow off their body so you can shoot them again. Um, you've got like these cool speed dodge moves. You have cool grenades and you never run out of ammo. You never run out of ammo. Um and so the entire game just feels really fast-paced and really destructive. The driving in it's really cool. You can like roll up to a base in your big armored warthog and like guys will start pouring out and you just open up with like the machine guns on top of your your vehicle and then eventually they'll like wise up and not come out. So you have to go in and like chase them out of their little hidey holes. And I, I don't understand why 
it was rated so poorly because I had a lot of fun playing it. And I think because of the way it's paced, like the, the downside of the game is that it gives you absolutely no direction. Like that is my biggest complaint about this game. It's literally just like go into the wilds, you. Um, but I think the advantage of that too is you can play this game however you want to play it. You can, I, I did not unlock 80% of the vehicles. I did not unlock probably 50% of the guns. And I, I mean, I literally used two. I used the shotgun and I used the machine gun. I had a rocket launcher. I used it a couple times. It was cool. I had this gun where you could shoot a guy and then press another button. It would light them on fire. It was pretty cool. But there are three or four guns that I don't, I never found. I just didn't bother finding them. Um, I didn't unlock 50% of my abilities because you just, you don't need to. And would the game have been different or more interesting if I had? Yeah, maybe. But it was also a game that I could play. Like, those kind of games, big open-worldy, hey, here's all the places you need to go. I have a really bad habit of I need to go to every single one of those places. And then about 75% of the way through the game, I'm like, oh, I'm so burned out on going to all of these stupid places that are all exactly the same that... I get kind of like, well, I'm going to finish this game, but the last 25% of this game is going to be a slog. Whereas this game, I was like, hey, I'll go to ones that are important. I'll go to ones if I'm driving past it. I'll go to ones that look like they might be interesting because you get a bunch of little symbols and you kind of kind of tell which ones are which. But I'm not going to go to all of them. And that meant that I didn't unlock a bunch of stuff, but it also meant when I got to the final boss, I was like, oh, cool, I'm to the final boss, sweet. And I finished the game. I'm like, cool, that is done. Thank you, Rage 2. So long story short, if you if you like first-person shooters and you like fast first-person shooters and you just want to, like, blow a bunch of stuff up um, in very visceral – like, if you think, hey, I'm driving this cool warthog and it might be really cool to – while you're driving, you see a bad guy on the side of the road, and so you turn off just a little bit, and you squish him in this kind of very satisfying slow motion as he just... <laughs> Rage 2 might be a game for you, and it is absolutely 100% on Game Pass. So It's a great deal. It's a great deal, and it's it's really fun. I wish I, I, wish I understood a little bit more about why it didn't get yeah. better reviews. So, you know. I don't know. Whatever. But I liked it. So, you want to talk about our patrons, Dylan? Yeah. Good. Talk about them for a second because um, I haven't pulled them up yet. They are the most wonderful people. That's true. That is absolutely true. Oh, shoot. I just, there's some sort of pop-up on Patreon. I don't know what it's trying to do. It's trying to get you to patronize me. Ah, yeah. Anyway. All right. So, we have patrons. They're very cool. If you go to Bite Me Podcast... No, that's not right. If you go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast, you could become one of them. Uh, that gives you anywhere from a uh, dollar to $10. There's a couple tiers in between. Um, and if you're one of the, the wonderful people that uh, give us the, the $10 a month, I will read your name right now. Right now, I'm going to read your name. So, uh, Operator Jack, our good friend down in Australia, Brian Henniger, Joe Cole Jr., John Tippins, Megan Phillips, Tom McDermott, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Kevin Schuld. I still owe Brian stickers because Brian gets stickers and stuff. Um, but we still said his name. So, Christmas, assume I'm going to spend the long Christmas break. I am taking eight days off, I think. 
That's nice. I'm so excited, Dylan. Like, there are not words to tell you how excited I am. It's it's like, yeah, I think it's eight days. It's going to be great. I'm sorry you have to work. <laughs> it's okay. It's not like there's anyone here, so it's really not working. It's absolutely true. <laughs> it's... Um, I'm going to tell you, your Mac will run video games. Like, you got some Steam games. Yeah. I can, uh, I can whistle and twiddle my thumbs. It'll be great. So... And look for people that aren't here. It'll be great. Uh, anyway, I assume I'm going to spend some of that time sending out some stickers. So, uh, I also... Uh, Polynerdic was a new $1 tier, so I owe him some, uh, some stickers as well. Um, we are... We are at an interesting point in Patreon. I don't, I don't think we... I don't think we advertise this on the front page. I don't think you can actually see how much money we make. But we are at $99 a month. So if we get one more $1 Patreon, we can hit triple digits in our monthly Patreon. Um, I'll be completely honest. We just mostly use that money to buy stickers. We've never actually... We we don't even have a bank account to pull it out into. So it's really sitting in the bank of Patreon. But someday... Someday we're going to take that money out. We're going to do something fun with it. Like a fun event. Like a fun event. Like maybe Extra Life in Indiana next year. I think that that would be the, that would be the goal. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but, but, you know, we really appreciate it. It's, it's, really, uh, it's really the thought that counts. And, and like I said, we're, we're just saving up for something fun. We'll, we'll do something fun. So anyway, thank you, fellow patrons. Because I'm a patron, too. I, I, pay, I patron, patron Patreon, a couple of other things. So, like, I pass <laughs> along. Dylan, what are we doing? News. Yes, we are. I'm. I've hit a point in today, Dylan, where I've pushed past tired and into pretending to be awake. It's fueled by energy drinks. <laughs> Is that pre-delusional? I would say that there is a one in three chance that we hit delusional at some point during yeah. this podcast. We're just like. I'm going to start making jokes that don't make sense. And Absolutely. Laugh. I have a meeting at 10.15. That meeting might be very strange for other attendees. Do I have to go to that meeting? Yes. I don't know if you have to. Like, I'm not going to well, do it at gunpoint. I, you might want to. I didn't just... I forget. You That's can, a new meeting for me, meeting. so... Yeah. Um, our, our, our office mate forgot about it, and she's going to the vet instead, so... You know, it's... I see the importance of said meeting. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about Game Awards. Did you watch the Game Awards, Dylan? I did not, because I was working. Oh, yes, you were. (laughs) Which I've been doing a lot since then. (laughs) Dylan gets to take Friday off because he's been working so much. That's the week we're having. (laughs) I, if I was not salaried, should also take Friday off, but I have to come to work. That's what happens. Anyway. Um, Game Awards were... Okay. Um... I think the worst part about the Game Awards this month, this year, this year, were that the the like we talked about the episode before, there just wasn't a lot of variety in who got nominated for things. Yeah. So you saw the same. You'll be shocked up. that yeah, like uh, you know, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice won both Game of the Year and uh, Action Game of the Year, I believe, and and that is just kind of a reoccurring thing where you know this game won too i was i was surprised that sekiro won or sekiro 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 honestly don't sekiro shadows die twice i was surprised that it won game of the year just because it seemed like kind of a i mean it's a souls like and that seemed like it had kind of a limited audience um to people that like souls games but whatever it won and good on it it was probably 
it was probably the best choice in a year that the choices weren't great. So yeah, um, it won that. Death Stranding won best game direction, which is a uh, I don't know. Like to me. Tell me if I'm wrong, Dylan. Like, as a movie person, I watch movies and go, like, that director has a has a style. Like, if I watch a um, – oh, who's the guy that did, like, the new Sherlock Holmes movies? Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie You has, know a Guy Ritchie movie. You know a Guy Ritchie movie. You know a – uh, you know a Tarantino movie. Yeah. You know a Guy Ritchie movie. You know a David Fincher movie. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Nolan. Chris Nolan movie. Yeah. You know a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah. I do not think that that is necessarily true with video games. Like I think I don't think the directors have unless it's a Kojima game, <laughs> and well, maybe that's why he wins. I mean, maybe, but does that just mean weird? Yeah, but I I think. I would have guessed that this is the winner for game direction because it, it is a, it a direction. Is a, it is a weird thing. Like, there's definitely direction in games. Like, I mean, I think that is a very real important thing. But I think it is. It's not as auteur-y as movies. Yeah. Like, and we don't even see that in movies a lot anymore, unless yeah. you have those Paul Thomas Andersons who still have that. They have this big movie indie style kind yeah. of that they really still have their mark on it. We don't see that a lot anymore. Um, and maybe, I don't know if it's something we'll see more of in games. I don't know. Um, I think, I mean, again, that's something that it's generally more indie, right? Yeah. Like the indies really get the, the chance to explore these interesting ideas. Now, is that one person that makes these games versus like, I mean, what's a, what's the guy that did like... Brutal Legend and uh, oh uh, <laughs> shoot, yeah. I was, think we're going here. So yeah, um, like there there is these people of games past or uh, um, that definitely have their own Tim Schafer. Yeah, Tim Schafer. So like there there's definitely names throughout the past of games that kind of have their mark on. I don't well, know. I think the thing is, a is flavor. Like, and I guess you can say that, but I mean, like, to me, it's almost more like I associate them with a type of game, not necessarily a type of directing. Like, like Will Wright, I associate with The Sims right. because he made The Sims, you know? And so I almost wonder if it's more like where movies have directors um, that games have creators. Right. Well, um, that's it's the creative direction of that game. Yeah. So it's it's the it's the atmosphere, it's the production design. Yeah. It's it's all that it's such a it's a such a hard thing to quantify, I think, because there's so many little bits to it. Yep. And it's more of a feeling than it is like yeah. anything direction, you can actually Game direction just for video games seems weird to me. It seems like mm-hmm. a weird category, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Death Stranding won that. It's uh, a it's a category that games like Death Stranding will win every time. Absolutely. Like that's that's what it's a game that, like, I bet God of War won it last year, and it makes sense because God of yeah. War had a direction. Right. Um, and it maybe it, I don't know how, again, you never know how people are, how they're voting for yeah. this. Like, what what what's important to them about game direction? Is it actually how we're seeing the interactions, like, maybe during even, like, cutscenes and stuff? Like, how are we seeing those characters play out throughout the movie and how are we how are we portraying them how is how are we using different elements and atmosphere to create 
these things. I don't know. I don't know what people are thinking because well, it could be any of those things. And to be frank, I don't know how game direction varies from movie direction. Like, I mean, on the set, the the movie director is the guy. He right. is there for every single scene, every single right. take. Literally I mean, leading them. Obviously, sometimes you have second directors and that kind of yeah. thing. But, uh, yeah, he's there for everything. Whereas, I wonder if a game director is involved in the day-to-day minutia of... I mean, yes, I'm sure right. he approves every cutscene. I'm sure he approves... You know the game as as a whole, but obviously right. he can't manage a team of a thousand people. So there seems like there's a lot more levels of you know he gives his vision to other people and other people help him. Yeah, which is probably why you see it more in indie games when it's a game director directing well, a smaller 10 people. Team, right? Then so a, it's going to have yeah. a more direct like flavor. Yep. So yep. Interesting. Um, Disco Elysium won Best Narrative. I think they won three other awards, too. So that game, I want to play that game. I, abs- I, I We'll talk about that later. That, that answers a question. Uh, Control won Best Art. Um, Death Stranding won Best Music, which, I don't know, like, up against Cyanar Wild Hearts and Cadence of Hyrule, I, I, maybe its music's great, but there seemed like there was other games with better music, but whatever. Call of Duty won Best Audio Design, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. But a lot of, I think a lot of those... Smash Boom Pow games do because yeah. they they do create such visceral sounding experiences. Yeah, um, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen won Best Performance for Death Stranding. Um, Greece won Games with Impact, which I thought was interesting just because Greece was a beautiful game that was very fun to play, and I know it was supposed to be about like depression and you know those kind of associated mental you know type things, but it was so soft in what it was talking about that you could have played that game and never have known. Yeah. So, Whereas uh, some of the other games were definitely more impactful, I guess, for games for impact, but whatever. Uh, Fortnite won Best Ongoing Game, which probably deserves. Uh, Disco Elysium won, won Best Indie Game. Um, Call of Duty Mobile won Best Mobile Game, which I thought was so... Like, what a boring pick. When you could have yeah. picked Grindstone, you could have picked Sayonara Wild yeah. Hearts, when you could have picked Sky, you could have picked what Maybe it's golf. really good, though. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it is, For, uh, but to me, it seems like it's probably just... I still uh, don't want to play a shooter on a phone, but... To me, it's probably a very good version of Call of Duty on a phone, but why pick that? Like, yeah. <laughs> bleh, whatever. Um, Beat Saber won Best VR Game. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 actually won Best Action Game. So, uh, And then Sekiro won Best Action Adventure Game. Those two very, very different See, categories. See, that, that's <laughs> the one category that I'm like, I think we could get rid of one of those. Right. Uh, Disco Elysium won Best RPG. Uh, Smash won Best Fighting. Luigi's Mansion won Best Family Game, which is fine. Um, Fire Emblem won Best Strategy Game. That's a game I really want to play, but man, I do not have... I watched my buddy play it, and I just wasn't into it. It's I, it's probably it's a game that I know is probably not for me, but I want to play it because so many people talk so fondly of it. But I've also heard that like your first run through is between 36, 30 and sixty hours, and to really get the most out of the game, you have to do three of them. And yeah. well, yeah, because you get three separate. Ain't no one's got time for that, yeah. Nolan. So, uh, so the probably the biggest shock of the night to me, best sports racing game. All right, I'm going to tell you what the options are: FIFA, F1 2019, eFootball Pro Evolution Soccer, Dirt Rally 2, and Crash Team Racing. CTR baby, absolutely. And I was I, 
I'm shocked. Yeah. I was like, how? Absolutely how. But good, good for them, man. Good for them. It looked fun. I, I'm not saying it doesn't look fun, but it's a. It, do you like if you had to categorize crash team racing? Would you put it in best sports? I, I mean, guess, I know it's I mean, best I, sports I, slash racing. But I guess kart racer falls into that category. I don't. I guess it's never I don't occurred know where to me else that it would, it would before, go. But like, is that where? Like, I mean, that's where Mario Kart would go, right? I guess I just don't think that it is weird. Crash Team Racing weird. and F1 2019 and yeah. Dirt Rally 2 are such fundamentally different yeah. games. But well, I, I think there's a. I think it's hard. Do we like make a category for sports simulation and then other sports? cartoony sports? Like, like do we put Trials and Mario Kart over here, and then we put like Madden and FIFA over here and Forza? God, I, I don't. I don't know. I want Trials to be in that category next right, year, right? Because like, is that? But where would you? Where would you put Trials? I don't know, man. It's like weird. It, I would probably put in a sports game because it's it's loosely. I can't remember what it's called now. The uh, like the real life trials. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that has a name. The yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. It just seemed really when when Crash won, I was like, huh. All right, good for them. Good for them. Apex won best multiplayer game, which like good for them because I think Apex is a great game that just. Is not people just aren't. I mean, people play it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It has an audience, but Apex is so much better than Fortnite. Yeah, it's so much better than. I mean, in my opinion, which is probably oh, wrong. it's a it's a fantastic. Yeah, well put together game. Sixty percent, sixty six percent win rate. Dylan, yep. right there. See, I'm just not going to play it again because nope. I'm too good. The fresh indie game presented by Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Eat fresh. <laughs> Disco Elysium. <laughs> um, and then a bunch of other, like, literally, do you remember when we were doing our, like, hey, who gives anything about all these esports thing? I'll give you a hint. The Game Awards doesn't care about them either because they read them off as fast as we did. Yeah. <laughs> the best esports stuff was a 30-second part of, uh, of that. Anyway, Player's Voice Award was actually Fire Emblem, so... Good on them. Good on them. Yeah. So they were fun, but really, let's be honest, the Game Awards is mostly about video game commercials. It's like, hey, here's an award, and maybe right. we'll let these people come up on stage, but probably you're just here to watch the the announces. So um, game it pretty much opened with the Xbox announced, but we're going to talk about that in a second. So, just just pretend that part didn't happen. Um, there's going to be a new Hellblade coming out, Hellblade 2, which I, I played the first Hellblade and I'm not sure how you make a sequel to that game, to be honest. Um, it did not end in a way where I necessarily thought your character even lived, I don't think. <laughs> so, hey, I guess I could be wrong. Um, I... So Vinny's playing Hellblade right now, and it's made me think back to a little bit about Hellblade, and it's a really interesting game because I did not like the puzzles, I did not like the combat, but I re- really, really liked, liked the, the game. game. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. The sound design of that game is phenomenal. The story of that game is phenomenal. Um, some of the things it's trying to tell you are phenomenal. So yeah. it sounds like Cliff wants to watch a movie I'm, about it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like <laughs> this would make a great movie, but man, this game stinks. Have you ever watched a movie in? So that game uses um, binaural audio. Yeah. Have you ever watched a no, movie? No, I don't so, think so. You've been to Disneyland, mm-hmm. right? Have you ever done the the President Lincoln thing in no. Disneyland? So you, you in Disneyland, you go into the Opera House and you sit down, and there's a, it's a big room. And nowadays, they just you sit down and and 
you know, the curtain opens, President Lincoln tells you a story or whatever. I think there's like a movie beforehand. But one time when I went, they gave everyone headphones and they did the entire thing in binaural audio. It was the first time I've ever done it. It was the creepiest thing in the world because the way binaural audio works is they use these very special microphones to record audio that works in 360 degrees, even through just two headphones and so, or two yeah, you know, a regular set of headphones. Mm-hmm. And so it, they can make it sound like there's audio playing right. behind you, to your left, to your right. Um, most of Hellblade sounds like a lot of the audio is coming like from almost like the base of your neck. It's a very, very strange yeah. way of doing things. But yeah, I would 100% watch a movie of Hellblade with binaural audio. It would be amazing. Um, I I would do that. It was Hellblade 2 could be cool. So we'll see. Um, we're probably not going to go through everything they announced because some of it I just don't care about. Um, Ghost of Tsushima got a, a release date. It's a PS4 um, sucker punch game. So it looks cool. It's kind of ninja It looks a little, uh, a little tropey maybe, but I guess probably that's maybe what you want from your ninja games, yeah, right? Yeah, sometimes that's... Yeah. It's okay. That's all right. Um, the Wolf Among Us 2. So Telltale Games made a... Uh, it's not original IP. It's based off a comic book, but I think most people... I don't think most people know that, I would guess. Um, and just think of it like, hey, that's a cool original game that, that Telltale made, and it yeah. was apparently very good. I did not play it, but I've, yeah, I haven't it's, played that yet, it's but... been recommended to me by a lot of people, so take that as you will. Um some random like venture capital company I think bought bought Telltale um, and its IP and are putting out The Wolf Among Us 2 so like hey cool that The Wolf Among Us 2 is coming out like that's great and I heard they it's completely being re yeah done from scratch it's not using the Telltale engine it's using the Unity engine which is probably that's probably very smart because the Telltale engine was creaky at best from what I understand. Um, they did hire back some of the original Telltale crew, but I don't think it's I don't think it's a good idea to think of this as, hey, Telltale's back. It's like a we'll company see. kind of like Telltale's back. And like I think it, it behooves us as like vague games media to say like it also sucks that like 300 people lost their jobs because of mismanagement of a company and so it would be I think it would be kind of disingenuous to be like cool they're back when right we don't want them back we want these guys to be better right but like feel good kind of story that some of them can be hired back and uh-huh. get this opportunity and hopefully it works better this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly uh, like, that. Uh, exactly that. So um, go please buy the game when it comes out. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. So, I, I don't know. I guess best of luck to all the ex-Telltale people. Hopefully they landed somewhere better than Telltale because I heard Telltale sucked. Yeah. It was a terrible place to work. So, um, There's a Fast and Furious game coming out. Um, Michelle Rodriguez and um, Vin Diesel actually were at the Game Awards. They actually presented Game of the Year, I believe. Um, Fast and the Furious. I have never seen any of these movies, so I am going 100% off trailers and what people have told me about the Fast Mm -hmm. and Furious. Looks like it could be a very cool premise for a video game. Yeah, I don't know what direction they would go with it, but... 
I mean, um, even if it's just a cool kind of GTA heisty game that really focuses on cars, like as a right. premise, that could be cool. The Fast and the Furious game looks like you had that idea about 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very... Well, they probably did. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a game that they've been sitting on for about mm, PS2 era. And they're like, yeah. dude, remember when we made that, that... Remember when we got started on that Fast and Furious game for the PS2 and like we just couldn't get it sold? I think we can get that sold now. We could drag that out. Those movies are pretty big. And, and like, just do a little bit of, you know, prettying it up here and there, and we can make this a game. It looks bad. Um, but maybe it'll be really good. I, I don't I don't know. Um, I do suggest if, if you want to watch a good action movie these days, they are exactly that. I've heard it's good. Like... I've, I've I haven't seen all of the new ones. I think I saw the fifth one. Yeah, and it was a very good action movie. And that's what I've as heard. Action movies go. I've heard you can kind of skip one through three. Not that yeah. they're not good. This but is like, a totally just, different yeah. thing. But that you can watch like five, six, and seven. Yeah, and now pretty good. I mean, the rocks there, and it's just crazy. And I've heard that Hobbs and Shaw was really good too. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. I saw Jumanji 2 over the weekend, speaking of The Rock. It's real good. Those movies are... I guess Jumanji 3, technically? Technically, you are correct. (laughs) Because they all exist in the same timeline. We're going to talk about that in just a second. So, yeah, Jumanji 3 or 2, whichever Jumanji is in the theater right now, is very good, and it's very fun. Those movies are so much better than they have any right to be, That was... That might win my award for, like, surprised me the most for expecting nothing. Like, it was, like, I haven't seen the newest one. It's good. Like, I was was pretty impressed. I'm like, that was pretty solid, and I like how they, like, tied it into the same story, but made it modern, and it, it just, it worked, and... I think both the movies benefit from being rated PG-13, too. Yeah. Not that, like, I mean, I took my kid to see both of them. He was probably 10 when he saw the first one and 12 when he saw the second one. So there's absolutely nothing in those that probably requires a, well, they're rated PG-13 for a reason. I think it's so they can push their comedy, like... Just a little bit farther. Just a little bit. Like, if there was, like, a (laughs) PG-10, like, that's what these movies would be rated. They're good. Um... I gotta see if there's like if there was like an SNES game of the original Jumanji because like I've got to think that someone made that into like a licensed video game, right? You'd think because I would think that would make Jumanji probably the best video game adaption ever. Yeah. So just a just a thought. Um. Anyway, uh, good. Go see it. Uh, Godfall is the next game that uh, we're going to talk about. These are in alphabetical order, not in. Uh, so we're on G. We're on G. It's a it's uh, being called a looter slasher, so it's from Gearbox. It looks good. I uh, it's it's going to be a PS5 game, so you know we're we're a ways away from from Godfall, um, but it looks gorgeous and looks like it kind of has a cool a cool presence. Um, let's see, uh, there's some new League of Legend games coming out that look. Yeah, I saw that they're like making a League of Legends universe game, yeah. like something else. Yeah, there's one called Convergence and one called Ruin King. I I have a hard time getting excited about either of them, but whatever. Maybe I like I almost feel like I just don't know 
they they seem to be kind of like if you've never played those games, you don't really understand who the characters and stuff right. are. They're not doing a very good job of explaining who they right, are. Because they're just so, assuming that there are millions of people yeah. that play the game know what's going on, and the other ones they don't care about. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um, you liked like, these are not in alphabetical order, actually, but that's fine. Bravely Default Two. You liked uh, the first Bravely Default, right? I thought it was interesting. I didn't yeah. play it a lot. Yeah. But, this um, this trailer was terrible. Like I, Square Enix, ma'am. They do bad trailers, and I, I can only like my assumption is is that maybe trailers that appeal to a Japanese audience are just not, right, not the trailers that appeal to me. But like this game came out, I'm like, what is this? Um, but I was listening to Waypoint this morning, and uh, they were like, yeah, Bravely Default too, and they're like, it's kind of weird that the first game was called Bravely Default. The sequel to that game was called like Bravely Default the Second. And then this is called Bravely Default 2. So it's got kind of a Jumanji thing going on. That's true. So, I don't know. Uh, Magic, The Gathering, had some games coming out, too. They, like, have a lot of games. A lot of games coming coming out. out. So uh, the first one is Magic Legends, which was just a cinematic trailer that looked really cool that told you absolutely nothing about it. Is that the MMO one? Yes, it is. So maybe it'd be cool. I don't know. It could be interesting. It didn't. I, I think there's a very real possibility that you could have a cool new MMO yeah. in some other universe that looks better than World of Warcraft. Yeah, looks interesting. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, Weird West is a pretty dope-looking game. It's a uh, it's made by the folks from Arcane, so the people who made Dishonored and, and some of those. Um, they left and formed their own studio. It's supposed to be a like action RPG immersive sim set in this kind of weird alternative western timeline I think as I recall it's a, like a isometric uh, kind of overhead view it looks really interesting in that kind of like I could imagine a cool world where like Diablo set in um, like a Diablo type game set in a weird western universe with like a really good story surrounding it could be very cool so we'll see um Dark Alliance, it's a new role-playing game. I think it's kind of uh, set in that kind of Baldur's Gate D&D yeah. universe. And looks, it's a reboot of Dark Alliance. Yeah, looks Which cool. is a PS2 game that still sells for a very high price, I believe. Interesting. Um, because it is very desirable. I'm, I'm down for that. Um, so that's something I played a lot of in that era, so I will probably play this. Nice. Give that a go. Uh, Nine to five. It's a new team-based tactical shooter with a really weird um, trailer that had a bunch of bunnies in it. Um, I'm in. Yeah, except there's no bunnies in the game. I don't think <laughs> so. That's disappointing. Um, I remember watching that trailer, going like, "Oh, this cool. This looks really cool. Like a cartoony shooter with bunnies and guns." And then it's just actually looks kind of like I don't know Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> so whatever. Um, it's gonna have a, a PC alpha in early 2020. Um, Prologue is a new game uh, by Player Unknown. It's literally called like Player Unknown's Prologue, and the trailer told you absolutely nothing besides that I guess it's the dude who made Battleground game. is making a new game. So uh, whatever. Um, Sons of the Forest is a new kind of uh, spoopy looking game. Apparently, it's a sequel to another game called Forest that I have absolutely never heard of. So there's that. Surgeon Simulator Two. Did you ever have you ever played Surgeon Simulator? No. Is it like Operation? <sighs> kind of. Because I 
found out that there is a uh, Chewbacca operation. Does he go? I, I assume so. <laughs> Certain simulators, like I don't know, it's one of those you know that kind of genre of game where like the physics are all goofy and you're trying to do something serious. Yeah, it's that. It's like it, trying to do surgery, but with your feet. Yeah, like two <laughs> left hands. I, I don't know. It's it's a like it's a fun game to play like once maybe twice so i don't know maybe i'm sure there are people that love it though so good good on them um (laughs) i think so there's another game called out coming called new world it's an mmo and as they fast on my screen my kids like amazon has a game studio (laughs) i'm like yes they do um so new world is a is a game coming from amazon um amazon actually has uh, their own game engine as well so it's called lumberyard um it looked cool i guess in a way that i don't know i have a hard time getting excited about mmos these days because no one's got time for that i want to but i just don't um apple arcade has a game it came out it's called ultimate rivals the rink and it looks like they just mashed up like nine different sports And my kid has actually played it. It came out. It's on Apple Arcade. And he says it's actually really fun. <laughs> so, cool. Um, let's see. Path of the Warrior is a VR game that looks incredibly violent, which is really weird. Like, you beat people up and it looks, I don't know. My kid's like, can I play that? I'm like, absolutely not. It, it looked very, very not I don't know. There's something about like realistically beating people up in in VR that kind of kind of doesn't do it for me. Um, we saw a new Final Fantasy trailer. I don't know. Are you excited about that? No, I'm not either. I want to be, but I'm not. Um, Is, which one? Final the, Fantasy Seven. Seven remake. It's yeah. been too long. Yeah. Well, and it like it, I can't. I, can, I, was, I can only my interest can only be held so long. I think the thing is, is if if what Final Fantasy VII remake was was a we took Final Fantasy VII and we improved the graphics and we put in this new combat system. I was like, oh, that that is interesting to me. But then I heard that the one that's coming out next year is only part one. It's going to be on two Blu-rays. It's like thirty hours long or forty yeah. hours long, and there's still more parts to come. I'm like. I just can't. I just can't. I really can't. Gears Tactics looks cool. It's a like a like a tactical. I mean, it's like Mutant Year Zero, yeah. but using Gears characters. I mean. Yeah, looks really cool. Looks really shooty and fun. Um, Ori Will of the Wisps got a new trailer. It looks incredible, but it also got pushed back a month to March 11th, and Adam's very sad about it. <laughs> so that's coming to Game Pass, though. So cool. Maneater looks dope. You get to play a shark. Um, like Jaws shark, and the entire game is you as a shark trying to eat people. I'm in. <laughs> it looks real good. And just like visceral. Like, I mean, you're popping out of the water, like grabbing fishermen off a boat and going back underwater. It looks good. Uh, what else we got? Um, that would be an interesting, like, a 4v1 game. Absolutely. It's just Jaws. There's four fishermen on a boat, and then someone plays the shark in the water. Oh, that'd be good. Oh. We need a bigger boat, Dylan. 
Oh. Remember when I dressed up as a shark for Halloween? Yeah. It was great. That could be the shark. Absolutely. Um, Green Day played like three songs <laughs> the Game Awards. Billy Joel Armstrong has not aged a day Mm-mm. since 1996. It was insane. The dude still looks 30. Um, he was probably 25 in 1996, but whatever. Um, and Beat Saber DLC came out for Beat Saber. Uh, did I say ha, ha, Green Day DLC? I said that very. Did I say Beat Saber DLC comes out for Beat yes. Saber? Anyway, yeah, which Green was Day. not wrong. It was absolutely not wrong. But Green Day DLC came out for uh, for Beat Saber. It's uh, like my kid showed me. He's like, "Hey, you're gonna buy it?" I'm like, "I don't know any of these songs." <laughs> so yeah. I think American Idiot is is in it but the other four yeah. songs I am apparently not a big enough Green Day fan yeah were they probably newer songs they were newer yeah like I'm like I want the like dookie Green Day yeah. DLC but whatever um let's see Warframe had a pretty cool announce thing there's some control DLC coming out Elder Scrolls Online that's pretty much it yep so you know lots of stuff lots of stuff um I none of it was disappointing really um, but I think the Game Awards had better announces last year to be honest so that's okay it was there, there are some games that I'm very excited about I think next year is going to be a very weird year for video games because you'll probably see a lot of games come out first quarter and then not much come out second quarter or third quarter because everyone's going to be holding back their games for the Xbox, uh, Scarlet, and PS5. So I think there'll probably be PC stuff that comes out next year, but I think that next year is going to be a very weird year for video games, and I think the Game Awards was reflective of that. So, um, but if you're one of if you're one of those people who like, I think the Game Awards is. Is, is an award show that people uh, try and compare to the Oscars. They try and compare to the Academy Awards, which is also the Oscars. They try and compare it to um, the Grammys, that kind of thing. Um, and I think a lot of that is because we want our own award show for the hobby we love. And I think part of it is um, the video game industry trying to constantly reassure itself that it's just as important as movies or television or TV. And like they make, they made, I don't remember who made the announcement, but it's, it's true. Like video games make more money than any of those other industries Um, by quite a bit actually, Um, which is interesting when you, that we're still trying to legitimize our hobby. It's, 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 it's probably, it's probably not, not great <laughs> to be honest like just be happy with how yeah. things go and, and try to stop comparing yourself um, that being said I'm going to uh, compare us now to the Grammys and uh, the Oscars so 45 million people streamed the the Game Awards which is that's a lot um, that's nearly double uh, last year, 26 million people did it. So this year, we're up to 45. That's a lot that's of wild, people. Um, what's not only really wild about it is like that's not TV. That is people literally downloading a show. Can you imagine the amount of bandwidth that yeah. that took up for 
three hours because man, the game awards are long. Yeah. God, they're long. Um, that is actually more than the Oscars and the Grammys combined. So they, uh, it's uh, those two combined. Actually, that's not yeah. true. Like this math does not math out. <laughs> So this year's Oscars did 29.6, and the Grammys did 19.9, which is uh, 48 million people, and they did 45. So it's it was close. really close, yeah. though. <laughs> anyway, I think it's I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, the Game Awards is, is always a fun watch. I always recommend people do it. So, ready to talk about Xbox, Dylan? Yes. So... Like, first, like, I did not expect this at all. The Game Awards starts, they do, you know, there's always, like, a half-hour pre-show, and it's always kind of weird. But, like, Game Awards proper starts, and one of the first things that launches is an Xbox commercial, right? And they just unceremoniously dump the name. The new Xbox Scarlet, like, the release name is going to be the Xbox Series X, which is fine, um, <laughs> like whatever. Um, I have I have very few problems with that. I guess um, I very much like Project Scorpio. I think Project Scarlet is a way cooler name right. <laughs> than Xbox Series X. But, but it seems like they're just going the iPhone route here. Yeah, it's fine. And, which is probably what you should do. It's fine, and just give it incremental updates and call it Series whatever. Yeah. So. Whatever. It's it's absolutely fine. So what is probably coolest about the Xbox Series X <laughs> is that it doesn't look like any console has ever looked ever. Um, the joke on the internet is that it looks like a refrigerator. And that's not shockingly wrong. <laughs> it's a tower. It's, uh, we're actually going to talk about the dimensions in a second, but it's imagine it's about the size of a CD deep yeah. and probably the size of two or three CDs tall. Um, it can be laid down on its side, but it looks really cool standing up, so I yeah, absolutely but... do not know why you would. Um, it looks like the top of it glows green. Um I just think it's really cool looking, man. It's, it's neat. It looks pretty sleek. It, it looks really cool. Therefore, um, I'm sold. I don't really need any. I don't need to know anything else. It looks cool. I've heard like the rumor on the streets is because I spent a lot of time on the streets, Dylan. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know how much time I spend on the streets. Not a lot. Not a lot, actually. Okay. <laughs> I have very little. Uh, is that it could be as fast as five times faster than the Xbox One X, which is which is very fast. Yeah, like their target is really. 4K60. So that seems like a very aggressive target when a lot of PCs can't push 4K60. But hey, more power to them. Like I'm, I am unabashedly an Xbox fan, so I hope that it works out. I literally already have mine pre-ordered because I did Xbox All Access. So. Like eleven months from now, I will be getting one, and I could not be more excited. So, no, no price yet. Everything I have heard is to expect it to cost somewhere between $500 and $550, which, based on what I'm paying for Xbox All Access, seems reasonable-ish. Anyway, it's really cool. If you haven't seen a picture of it, I highly recommend you go look at it. Um, The fine folks at IGN um, took what... 
took approximate measurements and made a Xbox Series X out of cardboard. It is actually very, very good. So approximately, the Xbox uh, Series X is one controller width wide. So take your existing Xbox controller, because the, the controller's not changing much, and it is one controller wide, and three controllers tall. So, you know, you can you can do your, your measurements there. And then it's about the, the depth of, you know, a, a CD optical drive. And and so they made this this Xbox One X. It is pretty, pretty, pretty good actually. Um, and they did some measurements and they figured that it's gonna be about, about six inches wide and six inches deep. So it's it's pretty, pretty square. square. And then about a foot tall, eleven or twelve inches tall. So, you know, that's that's not that is not a huge that is not a huge system. It's going to fit on my. It's going to fit in my entertainment center just fine. So, um, I think it actually it'll probably I'll just be able to stack it. I'll just be able to put it right on top of my PS4 probably. I don't know. It'll be great. So uh, that's how big it is, and I'm I'm very excited about it. All right, you ready to talk about something that is not Xbox related? Sure. All right, so. The PlayStation 4 DualShock, which is already a vastly, vastly inferior controller, um, yes. as we all know. Um, it is not like the Duke. It is not like the Duke. So, there's a new... I'm going to say doodad. I think doodad is the, is the correct word for this. It's, it looks like a little, a little circle that clips into the rear of... A DualShock by plugging into the headphone jack, and gives you two extra buttons on the back of a DualShock controller, <laughs> at the expense of having a weird round thing plugged into your headphone jack. So, I have like you have a you have an Xbox Elite controller, right? So is this kind of what they're trying to do? Is give you some like kind of paddle buttons? Yeah. Yeah, and and you've said that those are are something that you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what this is, <laughs> I guess. And it'll be available on January twenty third for thirty dollars. So if you if you do not use headphones, I guess because it doesn't it doesn't appear that there's a pass through on it. So I, I believe it it means you can no longer use headphones. But I could be wrong there. I, I may be. I may be incorrect in that assumption, but if you think, hey, I don't want to pay for a scuff controller or whatever and get actual back paddles, and you don't care about your headphone jack and you have $30, this might be a good way to add a PlayStation paddly thing to the back of your DualShock, I guess. What do you What do you think, Dylan? Is that, a, is that something you'd buy? <laughs> No, because I use an Xbox controller. Absolutely. Um, I yeah, I I guess it's fine. Is is it's, is is having as someone who has back paddles on their current controller, is it are back paddles worth adding this weird chunk of plastic onto the back of your DualShock? I guess if there's not a better option, like I'd rather have a controller designed with them because yeah. something tells me that plugging in a dongle to give me some extra buttons isn't going to be the most ergonomic. But maybe it's fine. I don't I don't know, but it well, and I I guess I will say too that like the the controllers, the the little 
it actually does have like it looks round from the front, but it actually does have kind of these like almost wings that so. You're going to have to look at a picture of it, honestly. It plugs in, and it has this, like, sticky-outy part that's round, and then it has kind of wings that come off the side over towards the hand grips. We'll and it see. does have it does have a it does have a, a headphone jack pass through. Uh, it looks just so awkward. It looks so awkward, but but so does the PlayStation controller. So does the PlayStation controller. You probably won't even notice. Yeah. If you're a PlayStation fan, you'll probably just go like, "Oh, this just makes my." Awkward controller, slightly more awkward. But hey, like I'm not, I'm not. I, PlayStation is a fine system. I just don't like their controllers. Yeah. Like if I could use an Xbox controller on my PlayStation, I would play it so much more. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. You want to talk about Stadia? We got Stadia news. Yeah. I guess. Um, I actually have Stadia, and I like I didn't buy it, but uh, Optimus Prime gave me a code, and I have been meaning every day to play that and I have not so that's going to be like my Christmas thing is I'm going to come back after Christmas and go like I've played Stadia I've, dang it. here's my review here is so my, far absolutely so look forward to that um, Borderlands 3 a game that came out months ago lot, lots of months ago October November sure it seems September? like longer it seems like September, longer October, ago than November. That. Some, I think it was September distant past Borderlands 3 came out. It has been patched a lot since then because that's what happens in video games. And Borderlands 3 is finally on Google Stadia. And do you remember, like, the the selling point of Stadia is you were never going to have to wait to download a patch, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's just going to happen. It's just that way. It's just going to happen. It's going to be. This game's not patched. And it's not even that you will have to wait. The reason you're not going to have to wait for patches is because they're just not going to patch the game, apparently. So the game, the version of Borderlands 3 that is uh, on Stadia is, like, months old. <laughs> it's literally patches for the game through October 24th. <laughs> so doesn't include new content, doesn't include... Um, bug fixes that have happened in the last almost three months <laughs> or like two months I guess if I can math right doesn't include any of that stuff but hey don't worry it'll be there sometime early next year <laughs> so Stadia continues to be a really really great idea that is hampered by everything else essentially yeah so hey it's gonna get there. Like I like I don't I don't wanna crap all over Stadia because I still think I still think that this is the future of gaming. It's just like <laughs> Stadia just isn't. Sometimes you just have to you have to put something out in the wild that's not quite ready in order to become the future of gaming. Right. You have um, to figure it out too. I think Xbox uh what are they calling it now? Xbox Project X is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Project Xbox. Xbox is streaming. X Cloud. X Cloud. That's what it is. Uh, there's too many X's. There's too many series. There's too many. There's too many things with X's. Um, I think that one might be the one that makes it. We'll see. They all live in Texas. <sighs> all my X's live in Texas. Mm-hmm. Actually, none of my X's live in Texas. I've only been to Texas. I wish they did. Yeah, I've only been to Texas once, and I did not. I was married. I did not have. I don't know. I Maybe I can go to Texas and I'll leave them here. And then all your exes stay here. Yeah. See that? And then that, I can have barbecue. Yeah. Without I, them. The only city I want to go to in Texas is Austin. I'll be it's honest. It's pretty great. Yeah. None of the rest of them. Um, 
one of the like Stadia, like I said, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And one of the ways that it's getting better is is if you if you were a Stadia launch person, and let's say you had two 4K TVs. Like, I mean, that happens, right? Yeah. Um, you got one <coughs> Chromecast Ultra with your Stadia package. You put that on your one uh, 4K TV, and you're like, ah, well, that's fine. I have another 4K TV, but I have another Chromecast Ultra that I bought from Best Buy, so I can play it on both of them. You could not do that because they didn't patch them in time for launch. Um, but that's okay because as of now, you can. So if you buy a Chromecast Ultra... Any Chromecast Ultra will work now. Any Chromecast Ultra will work now. So, like, let's say I get a Chromecast Ultra for Christmas. I put it on my Christmas list. I don't know if I'll get one or not. But let's say I get one. I will be able to play Stadia on my television via my Chromecast Ultra. That's awesome. I know. I'm very excited to maybe get one that I can maybe play. We'll see. Otherwise, I'll just play it on my PC. It'll be fine. All right. Uh, last up. So, we, we teased the huddle. And if... Uh, if you don't know what the huddle is, it was... I do remember this now. You do remember this now. We talked about this... Um, oh, it's it's been a while. I'm going to say... Months. I'm going to say years, years probably. Maybe. Probably two years ago. Maybe a year and a half ago. Um, the huddle is... I don't want to say... It's not really a, a... It's the ending of Inside. And yeah. if you haven't played Inside, you are missing out on one of the better games I've ever played. And the huddle plays a very a very real part of the end of that game. And and we announced, like I said, a year and a half ago maybe, that Play Dead, the folks who uh, who, uh, no, is, is it Play Dead? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, Play Dead, the folks who make Inside had teamed up with Real Dolls, the maker of Real Dolls, um, to make a special edition of of Inside. But they it was $375, I think, and they absolutely did not announce what you would get. But if you know what the huddle is, and if you know what Real Dolls makes, which is very lifelike, silicone-based people... <laughs> um, you could probably imagine what was going to be in that. And the answer is absolutely the huddle, which is, I guess this is a spoiler. If you haven't played inside, like go play inside and I guess skip forward three or four minutes. It's a big blob. It's a big blob. It's made of people. It's like a bunch of people squished into a giant blob of... Flesh. Yeah. And which is why this collaboration is quite fitting. And it is literally... Like, it's real disturbing looking. It's super disturbing looking. It's made of silicone. I bet you, I haven't seen a video of it, but I bet you it wobbles a lot. Like, if you touch it, it kind of like does like, like the jello thing. It's it's honestly not as good looking as I hoped it would be. It, it I mean, it's not bad, but it, it's a little, it's a little cheaper than I thought it would look like for $375. But I, I still absolutely want one so bad, Dylan. <laughs> At the time, I almost paid $375 for it. I tried really hard to convince my wife that we needed one, and she very wisely convinced me that that we didn't. Um, <laughs> she is probably right. She was probably right. Um, I... <laughs> 
I, I don't know. I, the, this is a great quote from the real doll co-owner Michael Wilson. We knew from the get-go that it had to be fleshy. We use many different proprietary mixes of silicone for our products already and have 22 years of experience changing out additives to achieve feel, stretch, softness, and durability. It was a long process of pouring up several different silicone tests and sending them to Playdead for approval to find the best of all the aforementioned characteristics. <laughs> And, uh, yep, that yeah. one feels good. It, and so, you know, it's great. The, the weird thing about Real Doll apparently is, is like, I mean, what they, what they make their money doing is, you know, like I said, making real fake people, real fake people. Um, I will say though, if you've never seen the movie Lars and the Real Doll, oh, it's real girl. Yeah. Real girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's spectacular. It's and so it's fantastic. not what you think that movie's going to be about. Yeah. Very good movie. It's such a good movie. Um, Anyway, uh, Real Dolls is basically a Hollywood effects studio, Wilson said. We do everything. We make robots, prosthetics, sex toys, and much more. Pretty much if you can think of it, we've done it. And that includes making a horrifying thing from the end of uh, Inside, I yeah. guess. So good on them. Um, if you own one of these, like if, if your wife was not um, as convincing, say, as mine was, um, I would love to see a video of you poking it if you could, if you could make yeah. that happen. All right, Dylan, do it. Hey, you Yeah. We're going. Hey. So. Yo, Adrian. Probably the best part of uh, Jumanji 2, again, is that Danny DeVito's in it. And if you recall, the, the way the first one works is, you know, the, the kids get pulled into... Um, the Jumanji video game and they become these characters you know in the game uh-huh. but each of those characters has the personality of um, the kids so right. you know probably the, the best example of that is uh, Jack Black's character is actually a like kind of cheerleadery blonde girl in yes. the real world so Jack Black becomes this very effeminate um, girl who just can't quite believe that she's trapped in Jack Black's body right um in the new one, Danny DeVito gets pulled into a character, and it ends up being very much like your impersonation of, Vin, of Vinny. It's That's, good. It's good. Again, watch this Must movie. watch now. All right. So Vinny's question is, is, do you think Xbox will launch with Project X Cloud and or Project Lockhart? What are the benefit drawbacks that they do? Now, for you unfamiliar with Project Lockhart, that is the discless... That's a dangerous word to say. Yes. Discless... All uh, digital. All digital. <laughs> That's what we should call it from now on. The all digital, uh, lower powered uh, version of essentially the Xbox Scarlet. So the relatively substantiated rumor, um, Jason Schreier from um, Kotaku did kind of a like talk to some folk, and it is pretty confirmed that there will be a lower powered version of the Scarlet, where the Scarlet's targeting. Um, 4K 60, the uh, Lockhart will target um, 2K 30. So, and presumably one will cost $500, the other one will cost 350 just for the sake of whatever. Right. Um, I would very much assume that Project Lockhart is far enough along based on this Jason Schreier interview and stuff that it probably will launch either in tandem with the Xbox Series X 
or shortly after. Shortly thereafter, like maybe it's a, hey, the the Scarlet's coming out today. You know, February or I'm sorry, November fifteenth, November first, somewhere in there, and the Lockhart will come out January twentieth. You know, like. <sighs> Or maybe it comes out at the same time. I mean, I think Xbox has made it very clear that their goal with everything going forward is to make sure that everyone who wants to play on an Xbox has the ability to do so. And if that is 4K on an HDR TV that's huge and fast and 60 frames a second, cool. If you want to spend a little bit less money and play those things, you know, on a lower resolution, you know, 1080 TV at 30 frames a second, cool. If you want to play those same games on your Xbox One X, they're all going to be backwards compatibility at launch. So, you know, everything that is coming out on the new Scarlet is going to be backwards compatible, I believe, to current generation stuff. So is your best experience going to be on a launch OG Xbox One? Absolutely not. But is it going to play there? Yeah, probably. And every game you have on your Xbox One X today is going to play on your Xbox Series X and presumably your Project Scarlet. So, or I'm sorry, your Project Lockhart. So yeah, I I think that it very well may launch day and date, maybe. And uh, I don't think there's any downside to it. I think Xbox just wants, they want everyone who wants to play on an Xbox to be able to play on an Xbox and yeah. not have price be a factor. Right. Um, options are good. So. Options are great. I think Project X Cloud will launch prior to Scarlet. Um, it's in beta now. The beta appears to be going well. I've heard good things about it. I think it's going to come out on PC. Early 2020 is what I've heard. Um, I would not be shocked at all if Xbox X Cloud is a like E3 thing where at E3 they make an announcement. E3 is like in what July? I want to say June, June, summer. I would not be shocked at all if they announce a public beta. I mean, it's already in public beta, but. Uh, kind of on restricted devices. I would not be shocked if we have a public beta for PC early 2020 and a public beta for iOS, um, like maybe kind of mid, like uh, early summer, late spring, and then just a, you know, they do an, an E3 announce that it's going to be live in August. I, I would not be shocked at all if it launches before then. So um, I think it's just too far along. It's too public now for them to to wait all the way until next year. So we'll see. Uh, Kim Cruz. This is actually a really good question. He, he, he hopped onto our Facebook to ask this, and it, it uh, was something that I had not considered. He says, so if, if you hadn't heard, Redbox um, is getting rid of game rentals. They're going to focus exclusively on the movie rental market. He says, as far as he knows, the only other place that rents video games at all anymore besides maybe like your local mom and pop rental store if those exist mm-hmm. any longer is uh, is Gamefly and Gamefly I've subscribed to Gamefly for probably a couple of years and it's fine but it's expensive mm-hmm. um, and not as convenient as maybe it could be he says why do you think that like PlayStation Xbox Steam hasn't implemented a rental service. Like it, it's something that they completely are capable of doing. I mean, you see mm-hmm. it all the time where, hey, it's a free weekend to play this game. Right. So check it out. Um, why do they not have an option to say, hey, for $5, you can rent 
Um, maybe not any game. Like I think there are games. Like there are a lot of short games yeah. that you don't want to put out for a ten dollar <laughs> rental. But why can't you rent a lot of you know triple A sixty dollar games for th- three days or five days for five bucks? Like why haven't they done that? And I'm yeah. I, I don't know. Think, I think you can crush crush the games way too easy. You pay the five dollars and you're done with it. And so, unless it's a big multiplayer game that you actually want to test, like I don't think there's very many games that you can't beat and be done with within a rental period. Which is, which is that that is probably a good reason. Um, I guess if you aren't, like, if you're not super up to how the law around game rentals work, um, there are very specific laws and movie rentals too. Um, there are very specific laws that say essentially if you bought a game it is you are allowed to to rent it um it's a it's a very weird kind of clause so if i own a copy of the game i can give it to you for five dollars i wish i could remember it's also what allows you to resell games essentially and resell movies um i wish i could remember what it's called it's it's literally like the law of first ownership or, or something like that and so it's what has allowed those markets to to live, and right. so you might be right. Is it's just that mm. Xbox and PlayStation don't have any interest in doing that because it would just be too easy to buy a game yeah. and and beat it in a weekend. When you're looking at a games that that take ten or fifteen hours, that's a pretty easy right. There, and there's only a few games that lie outside of that that you're yeah. not, and even then, like. I, it could be exploited so easily to get a full game experience for two rentals. Yeah, it would rent it really, twice for ten dollars and finish it. Even so, it would be really nice if games just had demos again. Like I miss game yeah, demos. To be I think honest. demos is the way to go because you can't you can't even say hey rent this game for two hours for five dollars because how do you how do you really like quantify like I'm giving you five dollars to rent this game for two hours yeah. like. That doesn't feel good it's either. It's one of those so. things that I wish... I wish that, first of all, the Xbox specifically, or Steam really, were better about keeping track of how long you've played games. Like, And this goes more just because I'm curious. I'm always curious how long it takes me to beat games. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I will literally just like, hey, set my controller down. I'm going to go do something right. and leave my computer and my game For running. 12 hours. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sweet. I don't think I've played a thousand hours of this yeah. game. Um that I accidentally let background on my PC for a week. Um, and so it would be nice if, if the games were better at just saying, like, hey, there has been no controller input and we're not in a cutscene for three minutes. Like, maybe we just cut that timer. And then maybe you could do, maybe maybe not even paid things, but you could say, like, hey, we're going to let you play 45 minutes of this game for free. Right. Um, and that's your demo, or half hour of this game for free, and that's your demo. Like, that would that would be a a better feel, I think. Right. So yeah, you, you're probably right. It's probably just not in their best interest to do so. Yeah, it's a bummer because it, like for game rentals, like a game was purchased, right? So yeah. they, they're getting the full the full price of a game. Yeah. Out of it. So, um, but for digital renting, I think it's it's hard. Whereas a movie, like you know that a movie is ninety minutes to two hours. You yeah. give them. whatever it is and you get to watch it once or however many times within a certain time window or whatever it is so like that's that's pretty easy but to be able to discount a game that would 
normally net you 60 bucks for five dollars and they can just finish the game and they never have any interest in purchasing it yeah it would be i think it's hard to make any sort of plan that fits enough games because that's one model it might fit one game really well but 99 other games it just won't work for so yeah 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 it's it's too bad i guess because i think it would be i think it would be i think there's a a market for it i think there are people that like to try games i think there are people that i mean i remember renting games as a kid it was great like we'd go almost every weekend to the good time video near me or the uh, you know eventually became a blockbuster and yeah. rent a game for a weekend um, but I haven't done that since right. I've never rented one from Redbox and I, I don't think I've rented a game since maybe the early 2000s yeah. really so it'd be cool alright uh, next question thanks for that one Kim appreciate it uh, Joe Coleslaw is what are you hoping will be under your Christmas tree next week Man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what to ask for for Christmas anymore. So. It's hard being an adult yeah. and asking for things for Christmas is strange. And I, I, I'm pretty easy too. Like I'll get excited about anything. Yeah. If I got a new game, if I got a new board game, if I got I like, I'm easy to please. So I, uh, I joined the rank of elite YouTube streamers and got a gaming chair for Christmas. Yeah. My dad bought it for me. You will be so much better at games now. Oh, I, I've already gotten good. It's yeah. really nice, though. My other chair sucked, and this one's so nice. Yeah. It's, the, it's the Titan X, and it's great. I love it. Um, I am hoping... I'm hoping that I get Disco Elysium for Christmas because I really want to play it, but I've been told that buying gift games off Steam is just too hard. Um, which I objectively do not think to be true, but nah, whatever. Um, I'm hoping I get Control for Christmas because uh, I really like to play that. And I put Gloomhaven on my uh, on my my wish list too. Um, my kid really, really, really wants to play D and D. Yeah, and which we still need to do that. Sometime. Which I think would be really fun. But I think Gloomhaven might give the same experience yeah. without me having to like. Because I think the thing that's really kept me from from D and D is uh, the idea of like how do you how do you draw maps for it? And if I'm not going to draw maps for it, how do you figure out how far things are? Like yeah. I don't I don't know if like me running because I literally I think it's going to be me running it with like a bunch of twelve year olds. Yeah. Like I think they might need a little more structure than like okay theater of the mind. You are right. ten paces away from a goblin. Like I think yeah. Gloomhaven might give me a little more of a practical. Like, this is that where is you a, are in the game. I think that is a good point if you had a group of 12-year-olds. Like, yep. I would be very confident, like, playing the way we do with Carter. Yeah. Like, being one. Yep. How, how old is he now? He's is he 12. 12. 12. Yeah. So, one, one 12-year-old, like, and he's pretty, I think he's pretty smart. Yeah. So, he, like, he, I think he would do do really well yeah. at kind of, we do more theater of the mind stuff. Yeah, and so, I, think, I think that that's absolutely um, great. But I think, yeah, for that group... It could be hard to manage a little yeah. bit, but also don't get too in the weeds about it because you, you don't have to do everything, right? Yeah. So um, it can be very easy to try to overmanage, I think, when in a lot of cases you can kind of just... I think, like, based on, like, I've been watching some, like, D&D videos and, and that kind of thing, and it really does look like that you can you can be a DM that is, like... That you shall roll for this every time, yeah. or you can be like, "Hey, let's let's tell a great story with some dice as a framework." Right. Um, and I think that that's probably 
better. I like to think of the dice as a way to create interesting circumstances, right? So only ever roll dice when it's could kind of alter the course of yeah. what you're doing. And you, you need to roll some dice for combat. You need to right. like figure out if your sneaks work. Right. But, figure out if you trip. Figure yep. out if you successfully get out the window why someone's chasing you. Like it, it's the stuff that can really make the the conflict rise. Yeah. If if there's really no tension at that moment, a lot of the time a dice roll's not really needed. Yeah. Needed. So. so that's that's kind of what I'm hoping to see in my Christmas tree. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. So. Uh, Thank you for that, Joe. I hope you get something lovely for Christmas. My understanding is Santa thinks you've been very good. So, uh, turn down for what says what is the real world equivalent of hearing boss music in a video game? And <laughs> I'm going to give a very real world example. Uh, Dylan and I had uh, said that that it's been a week for us. That week started when so uh, normally I would say Dylan and I leave the office about 4:45. Yeah. Uh, Dylan had worked on Sunday, so he left about three. Yeah. Um, my graphic designer that works with Dylan and I had, I think she left about three also and was working remotely. And I had started working at seven, so I took off at four. So no one in my department is here. We get an email at 442 from my boss, who is the head of, of this division of our company, saying, hey, can I meet with the three of you in three minutes? Yeah. I don't notice this email. Dylan notices this email an hour later. That is what boss right. music sounds like in real life. <laughs> and it was the most innocent thing in the end, but it has been a headache. Like it was nothing bad. No. And it like it was totally fine and it worked out now that it is Thursday. Um but man, it was Monday mo- Monday evening when your boss asks you like Hey, where are you guys at? I need to meet with all three of you for no particular reason. Um, in a time of year, like radio is a weird industry where yeah. layoffs happen the week before Christmas yeah. almost every year. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first year it hasn't happened for me, which is the best Christmas present I could have asked Absolutely. for. Absolutely. That's what that's what it feels mm-hmm. like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and to... to I guess detail that farther like weird emails from bosses that don't have subjects in them absolutely like like meetings for no particular reason that is boss music yep um, because we got one of those recently and it meant that someone got removed <laughs> and that person was for lack of a better word, a boss, but the other bosses, like the big boss, they came and plucked them from existence. Never so forget, there's always there your was boss. Ma- always it was has master a boss. hand coming down and just <laughs> just plucking them off. But I, I would also say um, random thunks in your downstairs when you're trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I, I probably just something falling over. Do you think we should go check yeah. and then you just be really quiet for 30 seconds while you try and decide if there is someone in your living room or a raccoon or <laughs> if just like something fell off a shelf? <laughs> Good question. Good question. That's Appreciate funny. it. Mr. Polite, what is your favorite gift to give during a white elephant gift exchange? I can't say that. On our podcast, so <laughs> um, generally something. No, I'm not going to go there. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if I've actually participated in enough white elephants to... So, I, I have a couple of options. Um, I have a good friend. Uh, used to have a good friend. I haven't talked to him in years. Went to high school with him. His name was Jimmy. And uh, for every wedding he ever went to, he would bring a plunger. Um, because nobody really thinks about when you're getting married. Uh, that's not something you pick up. You know, like when, when you get right. married and you, you like move into a new place, you'll often go out and buy like a broom and, you know, those kind of... You know, like, I need to be able to clean things. I need to be able to cook things. Like, nobody ever thinks, like, man, at some point in time, my toilet is just going to, hmm. Yeah. So he always bought a plunger. That's a good one. A plunger would be a good, again, just like a plunger yeah. with a bow. A plunger is also nice because you could always replace yours. Absolutely. There's never a bad time to throw out your plunger for a nice, new, never. shiny one. Um. <laughs> I uh, I also like, um, like, oddly scented... Um, uh, air fresheners like I've bought bacon ones I've bought macaroni and cheese ones that's always fun um, I also like to buy really out of date Christmas music um, so like <laughs> I the last White Elephant uh, gift party I went to I, br- I gave um, the New Kids on the Block Christmas album which you can buy on Amazon and the the only downside with that is is when there are certain albums that you buy on Amazon that come with the digital version of it for right. free so, so now you have if I randomize version. my Amazon music library every once in a while New Kids on the Block Christmas comes up which is not optimal awesome. <laughs> so awesome. that's some good stuff there's my, my dad one time when I was a kid actually my dad uh, does a lot of woodworking actually cut an elephant out of wood and painted it white so that's that was good incredible yeah uh, final question Princess Megan wants to know which video game character would you most like to see coming down your chimney Christmas Eve hmm I don't have a chimney <laughs> <laughs> I think I do, technically. I have a gas fireplace, so it would be very... Someone uh, very skinny yeah. video game character might be able to... Mine is be. also gas. I don't know if it is, it is off, but there is a chimney still. It might have been retrofitted. No, it wasn't, though. So I, I don't think I have an answer for this, but I will tell you a funny anecdote. King Boo. King Boo. A funny anecdote I heard on the internet the other day. And by heard, I mean read, because that's how the internet works. Except on YouTube, I guess, then you can hear things. You're technically going to be listening to this on the internet, too, just in case you're wondering. Uh, some kids were saying, Mom, Dad, we're going to stay up late because we want to see Santa. And they're like, well, what do you do? Like, how do you convince them? You know, I mean, you can try that, like, he won't leave any presents. But if your kids are insistent, like, we'd rather see Santa than get presents. Right. You, uh, The correct answer is, well, okay, so you know, the way Santa gets down the chimney is he strips naked and oils up. Yep. Kids went right to bed. Yep. So It's a good one. Anyway, I, I mm, video game character that I would like to see come down my chimney. I'd like Bowser in a Santa hat holding King Boo like a sack of presents, and then he can reach into King Boo's mouth and take the presents out and put them under the tree, because King Boo kind of looks like a big Christmas sack. How about Gabe Newell dressed up as Santa, and he leaves me to school Elysium, because that's what I want, and apparently Steam's too hard. I like it. Perfect. All right. Well, have a, have a Merry Christmas to everyone. I don't know if we're going to do an episode next week or not. Um, I guess because it's the day after Christmas. Yeah. So. so, like, we get off early on Tuesday, and we're 
Christmas is Wednesday. Well, I guess we could see what today's like on Tuesday. Yeah, so so I guess that's what I will say is there may be an episode next week. It'll entirely depend on if we can figure out a way to record one on Monday or Tuesday. So my guess is no one's going to be here. We may have loads of time. We might do a yeah. six-hour podcast. And it'll be a wacky episode. We'll do something fun and completely out of order. Who knows? Yeah. Could, could be great. So anyway, maybe next week, but if we do not do an episode, I hope all of Can you we, have... We could do a holiday special, like the Star Wars holiday special, so it's just like wacky and completely not canon to what we normally do. We should do something. Yeah. But again, if we don't have a wonderful holiday... Like it could holiday, be a radio play oh. that we somehow write Can we script then? something before now and then? Uh, sure. Okay, we'll do something. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, anyway, uh, have a great holiday. Have a, a lovely new year. Um, if we do a, if we do an episode the week after next, I'm going to have to be remote because I'm not in the office between now and next Wednesday. <laughs> anyway, have a great holiday. Have a great Christmas. I hope you all have. Get everything you want because I'm sure you have all been good. Uh, and finally, cheap free games. Uh, a couple new games coming to Game Pass. Uh, as of today, actually, I believe, if you're listening to this right now, you can go download these right now. Uh, the Witcher 3, uh, Wild Hunt Edition. So that is The Witcher with all the DLC. That's like 120 hours worth of game, and it's all very good. It's, it's coming game. to Game Pass today. Uh, Pillars of Eternity, which is a, a cool um, uh, kind of, I believe, turn-based role-playing game. I've heard good things about it. Um, I've not played it, but I know a couple of people that have, so it's really good. So you can play that. Uh, Life is Strange Episode 5, which is, I believe, the final episode of the Life is Strange final episode. 2 series. Uh, and then Untitled Duck Game, or <laughs> Untitled Goose Game, honk, honk. yeah, actually came out a couple days ago, and that is also supposed to be great. Those are all Xbox uh, console games, so that is not PC. Um, Epic is giving away a free game every day between today, the 19th, and the 31st, I believe, 12 days of free Epic Games. So if you're a PC gamer, you're going to want to go out to Epic Games every day and grab um, those free games. Um, Humble Bundle, too, is still doing the Jingle Jangle Bundle or whatever. If it's 30 bucks, you can get a, a free game every day through the 25th. So check those out. Uh, and then games coming to PlayStation Now. So if you remember, PlayStation Now is doing that weird thing where like every month they put a triple A-esque game on the service and then it, it sits there for I think three months before they pull it down. Does that sound right? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so the ones that are going to be coming out um, January 2nd so at, at the uh, the very first of next year will be uh, Horizon Zero Dawn which is a fantastic game that I'm still honestly playing. It's the only game I've played on my PlayStation all year. Uh, it's very good. Uh, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, which is a the kind of yeah, kind of a mini. It's yeah, not DLC because you don't need the original game. Standalone, yeah. Um, episode, I guess. And I don't think you play as um, no. What's his name yeah. from the Uncharted series? I think yeah. you you play as a it's it's a female protagonist, but yeah. I don't know if it's his wife. And there's or, two of them. Yeah, I think. it's supposed to be good. I own it. I have not yeah. played it, so it's it, but it's shorter. Um, and then Overcooked Two will join uh, on January second. So if you are a PlayStation Now subscriber, which is actually a pretty good deal now, it's ten bucks a month as opposed to twenty. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely Reasonable. more worth it. Uh, you'll be able to play those three games starting January second. Um, 
that is all of uh, our cheap free games. It's kind of that middle of the month lull where we don't have new stuff, we don't have old stuff. So probably next week is hopefully when they'll have announced uh, Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus games. So we'll see. Uh, finally, if you have been holding off on getting um, Apple Arcade, which is normally five dollars a month. month and it's good like I, if you have an iphone or an ipad it is or an apple tv it's probably worth it there are a lot of really cool games on there for five bucks i mean subscribe for two or three months anyways check it out um but if you think after trying it out that you might want to subscribe for a year right now you can get a year for 50 so you save 10 bucks 10 bucks which is is probably yeah, it's prob- savings it's 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 ten dollars so i would say it's probably probably worth it if you if you like mobile games i'm not yeah huge in the mobile games but it's the games i've played on apple arcade have been very high quality so anywho i think that uh that wraps us up for this week unless you have something else dylan no i'm out of energy drink which means that i need to go refill it i'm gonna go refill it we have a meeting in 20 minutes so that'll give me just enough time to pee and eat my muffin. I need this muffin, Dylan. I need the muffin. It's got blueberries in it. I know we got it. the muffins, and we've been sitting here staring at them for a while, so we should probably go eat those. We couldn't figure out how to eat them and do a podcast at the yeah. same time. So. It wouldn't make for great radio. <laughs> yeah, anyway. It just turned into an ASMR video. Sure, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you can follow us at uh, bitemepodcast.com on all the social medias at uh, Bite Me Podcast. You can uh, come hang out in our Discord, which is always a lot of fun at bindmepodcast.com slash Discord. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just go to Discord. Just go to, just go to Discord. Discord <laughs> is the best place to hang out with us. I, I really highly recommend it to everyone. You might so. meet some friends. Yeah, there's good people there. There's a lot of good people there. There's some weird ones, too. Have a super weird... God, there's so many weird people there. Shout out to Tim. Um, <laughs> he doesn't actually listen to this podcast. He just hangs out in our Discord and annoys people. It's, yeah, it's, he's like a wild animal. It's like his superpower, really, to be honest. Um, anyway, have a great holiday. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry our podcast is a little late. I'll Maybe the next one will be early. Who knows? I think that's how it works, right? Yeah, I think so. It yeah. evens out. Ebbs cool. and flows, if you will. Um, if you, if you want to hear more of me... You should go listen to uh, We're So Xmas. It's my Christmas podcast. We're putting out an episode every day between December 1st and Christmas. We might do a bonus Boxing Day podcast. So, me and Heather. It's good. Dylan? Bite me. Ho, ho, ho. No, it's, it's, that was Santa, not ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs>